Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. We're happy that you're joining us uh, today. My name is Father Daniele, and I'm joined by Josh Sullivan. Hello. Welcome to you. Thank you very much. And Matt Van Milligan. Hello. Welcome, Matt. Today, uh, we are well into our you know first month of 2023, but every year on the Catholic Buzz Podcast, we always look back to the year that was. And we've started a tradition of picking our top stories of, mm-hmm. of the year. So we're going to do that today. We're going to do uh, our, to- our top stories of 2022. So that means what we thought was the top story in the Catholic world uh, for the year that was. So uh, we're going to go through what uh, each of us thought was the top story. You tell us a little bit about it and we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to start with a, a random draw here. Let me see who I picked. Josh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, mine. You're first. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the biggest ones that, that are in review is the church getting over COVID uh, mm-hmm. in, in a regular sense. And so uh, if you remember, we were looking it up not too long ago, but like January of this year, I remember we actually ended up when teaching at the college, we went back into online teaching last only, year, last year yeah. at yeah. this time. Like So January of 2022. Right. And so then the school, uh, the school, the, the um, churches kind of went back down into some restrictions and went right. into canceling any kind of ex- extracurricular, only having masses right. and having, you had the separation still of like only 50% capacities. You had the masks, the sanitations, the, you know, only receiving on the hand, all, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff was still in place at that time. It's slowly, so coming out of it though, was that's what started in January. We slowly got out about March, I think in our diocese anyways, Yeah, uh, we slowly got into masks only so we started uh, lifting some of the restrictions you still have to wear a mask but now we're at the point now i think that we've celebrated the first normal christmas uh in, in, a t- in, in, in december yeah of, of a couple of years you know yeah. that we could actually celebrate where everybody could be side by side with your family and you didn't have to necessarily i mean you could still sanitize your hands if you wanted to but you didn't have to mm-hmm. uh you know there weren't restrictions telling you exactly what you had to do this that or the other thing uh in order to attend mass yeah, that's helpful that you said that because, uh, like, it's hard to believe work for where we are now mm-hmm. that this, like, a year ago now, we were under some mm-hmm. still, we were still under some pretty, pretty strict. restrictions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, like, it's amazing, like, because now we've got some freedom, like, we celebrate Mass. I must say, mm-hmm. on a personal note... That there was great joy in my heart the day we ripped those ropes off the pews. (laughs) Like as soon as that message came from the bishop, like you can lift those capacity restrictions or what was it called? The physical distancing. Like I leapt up to the church (laughs) from my office and uh, I was... Burn the gleefully, ropes. Yeah. gleefully <laughs> ripping the ropes off. Yeah, I think I think a big part of it too is like, and also uh, the mandate because I mean this came slowly in diocese and it came in ours in 2022, although we didn't know if it was going to by near the end. But like the the obligation to return to Sunday mass, yeah, uh, was also li- like so. I mean, not lifted, uh, was reinstated. reinstated. Yeah. You know, and so all those types of things, we went from a kind of very strict way to celebrate mass down to almost nothing again. So that to me is a big thing. Now we can practice our faith again uh youth groups are meeting uh cwl and knights of columbus is our meeting again because none of those groups could meet at the beginning of 2022 you couldn't have a coffee social you couldn't have right right? there's a whole bunch of these things it's hard to imagine looking back now like how we're celebrating now uh, that that was a thing as early as like a number of months ago yeah yeah okay let me ask you guys a question then because this is that's a pretty good uh top pick for your story josh uh like what has been the effect now of that 
because mm, uh, as a good. as a like what is the effect of of that those restrictions because there are some people i must say this past christmas you know you always get your yeah. uh what is what do they call it the your, you know, Catholics? your lilies and poinsettias <laughs> yeah you know the ones that come at easter and christmas and god bless them for coming uh, but I, I I found that the poinsettias <laughs> were not really around at Christmas. Like mm. the people who just come at Christmas, I think over the last number of years have gotten used to not coming even for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And perhaps they're not coming anymore. Yeah. yeah. I think I think you weeded out. Uh, to be honest, it, our culture has changed because of COVID so much. And so our even even the culture of going to mass on Sundays, it was a change to go back to Sundays meant you went back to like so for for my family, we go to mass at nine o'clock in the morning, and so we're getting up earlier. Well, at one point when we were just taping masses, let's say, and we weren't doing it, it like there was no we didn't have to get up early on Sundays. There we could no routine. There's no routine, yeah. or, or there was a different kind of routine. Right. If that makes sense, we would maybe make breakfast first as a family we would go do this do that and the other thing and then at two o'clock was the day that time that we did it two o'clock we would all sit down and watch the mass together Mm -hmm. and so like that that became a different routine and Mm -hmm. then now it's like okay we got to get up at seven we got to get you know teeth brush get dressed get get down have your breakfast and we're in the car by eight you know that kind of a um, it's a different type of routine and again it's something that for our family it's a structural thing that happens but i can see how it's a big deal for most people to try to get back into that routine Mm -hmm. absolutely so i think we've lost the the routine of mass or the or the cultural aspect of going to church in mass and you have the people going to mass now that are uh, wanting to go on purpose It's, it's less about i have to do this and I want, and more now. More I want yeah. to. Yeah, and I think just just based on the sheer time that mm. that COVID kind of took, um, mm. that it's like it will be maybe that much longer um, for people to get back in the habit, or even even kind of recognize uh, that it's, what they that, lost, that it's yeah. missing, because like yeah. it, it, you know, um, and I think the uh, reinstatement of the Sunday obligation um, is is a pretty important milestone, because you know you can lose sense of the actual amount of time when you're going kind of back and forth between like imposing restrictions, lifting restrictions, imposing restrictions, um, that like, you, you know, if, if, it, if it were actually just, you know, 14 days to flatten the curve, you yeah. know, people would have gotten back into the swing of things pretty quickly, pretty, pretty quickly, but like, you know, not getting into the psychology of like how many instances it takes to form a positive habit yeah. and how easily that's broken. Um, that, you know, the way that you find out that the Sunday obligation has been reinstated is usually at mass, but yes. you're not at mass to receive. So like How it will know? take time for, for people to, to, and it, it may even take time for kind of the, the, the practical consequence or kind of the spiritual fallout of, you know, people not attending mass for a year or two or three for them to, to, recognize. to bring their attention yeah. to the fact that, no, this is actually important. And that's a really good point. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, we reinstate the obligation for the Sunday mass and we announce it at mass, like for the people that yeah. are already there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and, well, how, and perhaps it could how, be a news headline. Like I was going to say, how else yeah. do you do it? Catholics, like, hey, ha- Catholics, you're obligated to be at mass again, again. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but but okay. Here's where I uh, number one, just as an aside, if if you're listening at home today and you're still not back to mass and you're still watching on TV and you don't have a good reason to be at home, you have to get back to mass. You mm-hmm. have to get back to Sunday mass. Sunday mass is an obligation. Watching TV, watching mass on TV, does not replace. Your Sunday obligation. Well, here, here's what I want to encourage people. If they think it does, right. then instead of eating a meal, just watch it on TV and tell me if you are less hungry or more hungry <laughs> uh, because it's it's the same thing, right? <laughs> so, 
Um, but uh, also, I want to mention that you know we're making these announcements at Mass. The people at Mass, God bless them. <laughs> the people at Mass who have who have had their church opened and closed, restrictions set and removed. And they're joyfully worshiping the Lord on Sunday. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I, I love them. Uh, kudos to them for sticking through. And kudos to them for really allowing the Lord to call them back to, to, to celebrate uh, Mass each Sunday. Because they're there. They're there and they love it. So, you know, God is working through them. So much props from mm-hmm. me to all the people who are attending Mass on mm-hmm. Sunday. Agreed. I mean, even actually to kind of point out too, at this point last year, we might not have even be able to sing at church. Right. Like, isn't that just a something right. to like, wow, oh my goodness, you know, like right. you were able to have a canter and stuff, but singing as a congregation was like highly uh, not as encouraged. Not encouraged. <laughs> not encouraged, I think was the words. Yeah, not encouraged. Not everyone followed it, but that's a <laughs> topic for maybe when we're off the air. Um, so that's your that's top a big story one coming of 2022. Out of COVID, yeah. I love it. I think that's really good because it made me remember that, hey, we were in this situation not that long ago because yeah. it does feel like it's a long time ago. Okay, Josh, That's uh, thanks for your top story. Matt, we're moving to you. What would you say would, is the top story of 2022 uh, in the Catholic world. Okay, I'm I'm cheating a little bit, and I'm oh. I'm, I'm breaking our criteria a little bit. So for, for me, for me personally, or for the the thing that caught my attention the most, uh, was probably kind of uh, the um, the confusion around um, kind of the synod on synodality and yeah. the like the synodal path or the synodal way or what you get from, um, you know, specifically the German bishops, but, you know, a number of, you know, outspoken bishops within the EU about, you know, changes are coming to church teaching or like this, this is the story that caught my attention the most. Mm -hmm. Um, But we did an entire episode on it. Um, Hmm. I think I think it is it's it's really important, and I think it like um, yeah. the the corrections that have come from from the Vatican and the um, like that process is really interesting. It may be a bit special interest, and we've we've already kind of covered it um, in detail. So the thing that I'm actually going to bring, or like that's that's my actual, <laughs> that's your personal that's one. my actual pick. Yeah. Um, but uh, Ooh, there's a second pick. No, I, I, yeah. Wow, well, I'm we, excited. We gotta fill, we gotta fill the time. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, something that kind of caused shockwaves um, in in the church. And even though it's kind of peripheral to the church itself, is, um, is it, the, the overturning of Roe v. Wade by um, the Supreme Court in the U.S. Yeah. Um, wow. has, has pretty big implications for um, not just, you know, uh, the, the society at large. Uh, the culture. Having, a, you know, a legislative framework where they can actually, you know, have that conversation about yeah. when life begins and what measures should be taken to protect life. Um, and, you know, um, you know, it happened in the States, we're in Canada and we're, you know, a far away from having that discussion in Canada. Yeah. Um, but I think, um, it, again, it was, it was a pretty significant benchmark or a significant milestone um, in, you know, at the very least, uh, you know, public discourse, mm-hmm. let alone, you know, I think I think it's an important yeah. Yeah. I think it's an important yeah. conversation that we need to have and when he's especially in Canada because we don't realize like we have no abortion laws in Canada yeah. meaning you can kill a baby right up until the time of birth mm-hmm. until they draw their first breath like those if you don't believe me go look it up I know because I've looked there are no laws in Canada yeah. in on these states and stuff they're starting to say okay well it's the heartbeat when the when the when the fetuses ba- when the baby's heart starts beating on its own or when the baby uh, when you can detect a heartbeat or when the baby like they're starting to kind of put 
restrictions here, there, and the mm-hmm. other thing. And every state has to have their own top panel of doctors to figure it out. And, and then they make decisions. And, and some of them are just across the board. No, there's no abortion anymore. Yeah. You know, like, but it allows for those conversations, actually. So I think it's really important that those yeah. conversations take place and that we actually start having them so that we can actually realize what we're doing when this happens. And then you can make your own decision. I remember that's one of the easiest conversations to get into, specifically amongst Catholics. And I was, I was sitting around a, a table of Catholic teachers, and we were having this discussion. And most of them didn't have an idea that Canada was as bad off with abortion laws yeah. and rules that, that we are. Like, no, 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 no. That's, I was like, find it for me. Find it where it yeah. says that this, that, and the other thing. And, they, and we can't. We have, no, we have no laws, and they've made it that way on purpose. And so it's really hard to um, – it's really disturbing and unfortunate. But hopefully we can learn from our <laughs> brothers to the south and, and start to, to, to have those conversations a little bit more and mm-hmm. at least start to make up our own minds so that when it does come time that we can actually maybe make a decision or make a vote or make a whatever. Whatever, we can actually affect some change yeah. and bring it back. Yeah, such a like a almost a moment that you wouldn't think would happen. Mm-hmm. And it happened this past year. Yeah. There's a lot like, of prayers to say <laughs> to say to in today's culture that that would be struck down, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and like it it uh, it inspires a lot of hope because like I, th- I think a lot of people like if if you're interested in. Uh, like uh, the whole range of kind of right to life mm-hmm. uh, issues that like and, um, um, even kind of euthanasia and stuff like it seems like we're just losing ground there at an institutional yeah. level that yeah. you know um, it's just a losing battle yeah so yeah, yeah. For, for the fact that like ground to be taken back you know again at, at, at a policy level or at a kind of a legal level um, you know it, it opens the door to have discussions in in those other areas that mm-hmm. it's like okay you, you can you can it, you know um, some of these discussions are a bit heated. Some of these, <laughs> of course, but like you, you can actually, you, yeah, uh, that it's not just um, you know treated as you know we're, we're <laughs> we have this kind of ancient uh, you know idea about human dignity um, yeah. that you know society's just kind of done away with. You know the, the fact that there's there's actually a pretty large amount of public sentiment supporting you know the dignity of human life. I think is pretty significant. Uh, and uh, looking at how many states as well had uh, what do they call it trigger legislation. Where as, as soon as, um, you know, as soon as it was overturned, you know, state level legislation went into place for their immediately. Own. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful thing actually that uh, it does give hope, yeah. right? Cause it, it does often feel like, um, Catholics, Christians, people of goodwill, you know, yeah. are, are lose, uh, these fights all the time yeah. or, or, you know, the, the way we appreciate life, the way we see life as, as beautiful yeah. And it always finds, it always feels like we're always in this uphill battle, always like, you know, this was a, this was a moment where we could feel like, Hey, this is worth praying for. This is worth, um, dialoguing about. Uh, and you know, I think a lot of people now, a a lot of people were obviously happy to, or relieved or joyful to, to hear this news, but with anything that has to do with abortion, yeah, me is going to twist gets it. Just violent yep. and hysteric. Passionate. And, uh, and there were a lot of uh, demonstrations after. There yep. was a lot of uh, protests. There was a lot of violence afterwards. And that's always a horrible thing. And But I think maybe this shows us, because I often feel like there's no room anymore today to have these, di- to have these conversations, this dialogue in society. It's like there's no room for that anymore because no one knows how to dialogue yeah. about yeah. topics that are difficult, right? 
but but you see that like these states have overturned these things like obviously there is enough of like I, I think it brings hope for me again back to it feels like no one else agrees with me other than my few mm-hmm. Catholic friends that are on the same page right. you know what I mean and the, and like when you go to, to if you're in a stand on the in the life chains and those types of things or, or you have those enter into those discussions there, there are very few people that are on board and doing the same kinds of things however when you see all of a sudden state legislature immediately banning it along with the state like it just kind of goes boom 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 and you realize oh my goodness no we we don't it's not like 98 percent of the population agrees with abortion and the two percent that are weird don't you know what i mean like that's not what it is it's actually more of a it's a struggle it is an actual uphill battle and we're like it's a 50 50 and maybe less or more i don't know but like it, it it's more of a winnable it's more of a winnable battle if you can use prayer and logic <laughs> to show people this. You know, like we can actually, this is something we can actually bring to the forefront potentially. Okay. I mean, maybe not in Canada while certain people are in power, but but we could probably, you know, with a lot enough prayer, we can definitely get anything's possible. Well, and I think that's the case. Like it's it's worth still praying for. It's it's 100%. worth still. And actually, um, recently I had this conversation about this Roe v. Wade with uh, some Americans that were visiting our parish and they said that they were still going to the March for Life this year. Of course. And uh, because they were still supporting this cause That's with uh, prayer because they they felt like even though this was a victory and this was yeah. something to be celebrated that there are still inner workings of mm-hmm. government trying to make yeah. uh, trying yeah. to yeah. replace this law with other things. You know, And I, I remember my disappointment and and I'm I'm not one to really get into American politics. It's yeah. not my I don't, it's not my jam, you know. But I I remember my disappointment after the Roe v. Wade was turned down, uh, was overturned. You know, President Joe Biden called it a tragic mistake, and he said it was a sad day for the country. And I just remember being disappointed with a comment like that. Uh, not only because Joe Biden says he's a Catholic. Yeah, which which is maybe, a whole other. Which is, which, yeah, we could bring that up as a whole other, a whole other thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought, you know, this this was that was not in my um, in my view uh, the right response for a leader of a country uh, to say on, on on such a on such a day that brought such momentous change mm-hmm. yeah. to the country. Yeah. One of the things I mean, it's interesting. One of the complaints that I've heard about the, the, this being overturned is. <laughs> the country has no way of understanding how many babies are now going to be born because it's illegal to get abortions. Mm. And, and, and I like, thanks be to God. I know. Yeah. I was, I was thinking like, they're saying it as a negative thing. Like we are going to have so many children that need <laughs> childcare and the like teachers and need, and we have no way of control. And I was like, that's not a, that's, that's not, not a negative a thing. thing. Yeah. That's not a bad yeah. thing. This is a great thing. Yeah. I mean, alongside the discussion about how are we going to keep our economy going and produce exactly. jobs. And, yeah. <laughs> and we have to let more immigrants come in because we don't have enough people. I mean, like, like it's, 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 it's so yeah. backwards or so two faced. I, yeah. I should say the conversation, you know, we have to let more immigrants in because we don't have enough people. And then yeah. what are we going to do with all these babies that are growing up and need teachers? And like, it's just a, such a complete yeah. two faced yeah. argument whenever you're talking with them. Yeah. Like we have one solution. All right, yeah. so thanks, Matt, for yeah. your pick uh, for the top uh, story of uh, 2022. I think 
that's that that was a top story across the world yeah I, I, across you know north definitely america. north america yeah. but you know i think catholics around the world going on this on this talking about hope you know i think it gave mm-hmm. hope to a lot of catholics christians okay. and like i say people of goodwill all over the place all right time for my pick for the top story of 2022 when it comes to uh the catholic world and i think you know what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say the pope's visit to canada getting to shake his hand (laughs) (laughs) no not me meeting the pope uh but the pope's visit to canada yeah me me meeting the pope was an aside for you i I was doing that thing you know like like you you on the personal level and then on that i see yeah Yeah. it i must say it was a graced moment to meet the holy father uh, i and to uh serve as the master of ceremonies for uh, his papal mass at St. Anne de Beaupre. It was. It was a graced moment, one that I'll remember uh, for a long time. But the top story I'm referring to is his visit to Canada in general and, yeah. and maybe everything surrounding it. I think what happened was really amazing because, you know, obviously since the discovery in, in Kamloops uh, where uh, there was 215 uh, un, supposedly unmarked graves uh, mm-hmm. located, you know, there's been a real hurt in Canada not just for the indigenous people, but for all people. There's been this sadness. I think it's been weighing on our hearts. It's been weighing. It's the, it's this cloud over our country, right? And I think what the Catholic Church should be doing is helping people heal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what. Doesn't matter what what uh, is the problem, right? We should be helping people heal. And I think even though that happened uh, in, I believe, May of 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it took some time. Really, in the life of the church, it didn't take much time for no. for the Pope to come to Canada. Uh, he came in July of 2022. And, and he took his breaks and stuff so he could make it here for it. Right? Yeah. Remember we talked about and, that. But also the process behind that. Now... There's criticism everywhere, mm-hmm. and there's and there's uh, you know b- people will say, well, where are the facts and where are this and what, you know that's not what I want to get into. I want to just look at what happened with the Pope's visit because the Vatican responded, the Catholic Church across Canada has responded, and whether it's received well or not, there's going to be criticism for everything. Mm-hmm. I think you know the Vatican had invited a delegation of indigenous peoples from Canada to visit with Pope Francis in April of 2022. That took place in Rome. I think there was some healing going on there. People were able to share their stories. I remember seeing the image of Pope Francis very intently listening to people as they shared uh, their stories with him. Very moved, and and he then went on his visit to Canada. Said how that. how moved yeah. uh, he was by those stories. Then the Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops, sort of trying to organize themselves, whether it was a moment of panic or not. Like, oh boy, yeah. we got to do something about this. You know, that's probably like in reality, probably part of it. Yeah. But also a genuine effort to say, hey, let's let's. Let's add to the healing process here. Let's mm-hmm. contribute to the healing process. So the Canadian bishops were sort of getting organized on their own to start this uh, he- journey of healing in Canada. Uh, Pope Francis announced shortly after the delegation in Rome that he was going to visit Canada, which was just like a two months notice or three yeah. months notice of his visit. So kudos to the people who were involved. Kudos to the people who organized that visit, uh, to the indigenous people who traveled. Some traveled far to see Pope Francis. Mm-hmm. Uh, to just and, and, and I say to see Pope Francis. They weren't there to see him. They weren't there to say, oh, look, there's the Pope. They were there to hear his words. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then... 
I'm going to give more kudos out to Pope Francis, who spoke well when he was here. Mm-hmm. He, he apologized. You could you could sense the genuineness of his love for yes. people, the people of Canada, the indigenous peoples of Canada, you know? Yeah. And that is my top story of 2022. What was your uh, take on the Pope's visit? Um, so it was the first, um, like, papal visit that I kind of really heard about since I was Catholic. That right. it's like, it, it was the first time that a Pope has come to Canada in over 20 years, something like that. Uh, since 2002, yeah. when, yeah, 20 yeah. years. Almost yeah. exactly to the date, actually, yeah. since John Paul II was in Toronto. Yeah, wow. so it was like, for, for me, that, that was pretty significant because I had no experience of, of that prior. Yeah. To, to me, is actually, I mean, the, while the Pope thing was... Um, think having gone and experienced with the teenagers and being able to see how awesome it was when we were there and everything else to me the thing that still stands out the lesson that I learned from that whole thing was not to trust the media (laughs) like how how off the media was or how much that the media had an agenda and even talking to people here that are good Catholics um, and talking about my experience they're like oh well this and that and and I'm like no that wasn't like that wasn't actually a thing like uh, like one of the ones they talked about was protesters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's that was a two second part of a week long thing. You know, yeah. like it's it wasn't it was it wasn't even close to being Father Daniele didn't even see them and he was right in front of them. Like like yeah. it, it it was a two second thing that happened. Uh, and but always the negative turn or the it, like whenever it comes to anything, it feels like whenever it comes to anything good like that in the Catholic world, there's yeah. always a negative twist or a negative or an agenda that's being played. Yeah. But, You're right, and and you know I don't expect. That you know, what, what happened with the residential schools in Canada obviously is a tragedy. Yes, of course. Uh, and I think we've realized that today. Um, but no, but instead of instead of uh, portraying it like this is an event that that there are emotions and feelings and sorrow and and um, maybe some forgiveness or some like there's conflicting emotions mm-hmm. there. It seemed to always, uh, which like I saw it there. When you see it there, you saw people that were. Uh, um, amazingly uh, in thought they heard the words they were crying some people like there were there were sure. a lot of emotions there and I understand that especially with uh, tensions were high and passions were high and what people wanted and people said like it's a it's a complicated Absolutely. thing that was going on and that's what I was going to say is like uh, I don't think anyone expected it to be like uh, oh Pope apologized. Everyone, everyone go home exactly. and uh, move on with released. your life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, of course, there was criticism. Of course, he was being watched very closely. Of yeah. course, yeah. every move he made, every gesture he made, was questioned and critiqued and whatever. Uh, and and there were some peoples of Canada uh, who were not happy that he was here. Mm-hmm. There were some indigenous peoples of Canada that yeah. were not happy that he was here. Uh, but there were. A lot of, of Canada, and P- yeah. Indigenous peoples of Canada, who were appreciative of his apology, Agreed. who who began a, a process of healing in their own in their own yeah. lives uh, because of his presence and his words here, and I think whether people want to acknowledge it or not, I think again uh, the Catholic Church with the the Pontiff as as our shepherd, you know, really led the way, be- led the way yeah. began this mm-hmm. saying like. We we are sorry. We're committed to change, and we're going to lead by example. Mm-hmm. People might critique that and say, "Well, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we had to ask for him to come and all this stuff." But he came. He responded to what uh, people said. Here's what we want as part of our healing journey, and Pope Francis was like, "Okay." okay. 
if 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 I can be part of your healing journey, I'm coming. Yeah. And just to see him come, and and again, like Matt, you're saying this is really your first papal visit to to our country as a Catholic. You know, usually when papal visits happen, there's a lot of pomp and circumstance, mm-hmm. and fanfare, fanfare. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and this visit, there really wasn't any. It was more of a you know, every time the Pope travels through the streets, you're gonna have people who wave. Uh, you know, and, no, but, and, and, but but even at mass and stuff, they were only giving so many to uh, Indigenous versus uh, just the regular. Um, people that wanted to get like who wanted to see the Pope who wanted to see the Pope they were giving it out to tribes and to like they were specifically trying to allow those who wanted to be there and needed to be there maybe or who've been hurt in the past yeah to be there you know what I mean and like uh, together the Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops and the government of Canada yeah. you know like uh, let's give some credit to the government of Canada <laughs> because they did put out uh, fine uh, money with the Canadian bishops to allow uh, the indigenous peoples to travel yeah. that's why the Pope was, was in Edmonton or yeah. in western Canada uh, he came to Quebec mm-hmm. right uh, eastern Canada and then he went up to none of it uh, in, in northern Canada and so all these areas and it was if people wanted to be there i remember josh when when because we had taken a bus that's what i was just teenagers yeah and we had on the way back or there stopped at saint joseph's oratory in montreal yeah let our young people see the oratory and where our bus was parked another bus of the same company pulled up and so the bus drivers were kind of talking to each other and on his bus was uh, a delegate a delegation of indigenous peoples from all the way up in like Kenora yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. like it way up northern Ontario, like and and they had been traveling like we had come from North Bay. Mm-hmm. And, so it was a nine-hour journey for us. For I think. us, for and us, for them, they were on like le- like day two of, yeah. of their journey to get there, and it was just beautiful, full it was bus. beautiful, yeah. and and the, like talking to some of the people on the, on the bus. Uh, was a great experience too. They were they were responding to this call like, "Hey, we we've asked the pontiff to come and apologize. We're going to be there. Like yeah. we're going to be yeah. there to yeah. hear it, and 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 we're gonna we want to hear it with our own ears. ears. Yeah. And some of them had shared and to be like part of it. I think they to wanted be part to, of to be, be there. And some of them shared like some of them said like, "I'm here for my mother." Yes. Who can't be here. Exactly. I'm here for my relative yeah. who can't be here. It was just so real. It was really touching. The overall experience was really touching. Talking to people on the ground there was really beautiful. So I think, yes. I think it was really your, good. Your yeah. observation there that what the media reported about that event wasn't what was happening on no, the ground. No, and it was. I it think was, it was to say. I, think, I, wish, I wish I could have everybody that I know come with me to it because it was just yeah. a like a t- mm-hmm. completely different what was being portrayed, what we saw on the news, but what, what was actually going on there was was a moving experience, yeah. you know? And like you said, not everybody felt the same way, but that was that was part of the moving, you know? That was part yeah. of the, the experience itself was that you realize that some people that were still hurt, yeah. This is a very serious thing that this that this caused pain that was hurting. Exactly. But then you and then you had people that you saw that they I mean followed through with forgiveness and that kind of thing and they felt lighter than air and they were so joyful mm-hmm. or or just like on the journey like you said uh, going for parents or for family members that were in the past like I never thought of that myself I don't know that I would have thought of that myself but just then how deep the culture runs through their like that was a for me a significant moment of seeing how deep their culture was that they would go in place of other people to receive that apology. Right. Receive the apology yeah. for that. You know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, oh, wow, that just shows the culture there. Like, it's beautiful. It was awesome. It yeah. was really awesome. Overall, it was really beautiful. Yeah. 
Kate, well, that's our top stories of uh, 2022 <laughs> in the Catholic world. Yeah, thanks. I think uh, all three of them uh, were definitely highlights uh, of the 2022 year. Of course, we've begun a new year, so yep. let's see what yeah. the 2023 <laughs> year will bring in the life of our Catholic Church uh, and uh, in the life of our world. So uh, if you have been listening to our top stories of 2022 and you have something to say about what we've said, or maybe you have a different top story of 2022 that you would say, uh, send us an email at askus at thecatholicbuzz.com or leave a comment on our Facebook or Instagram pages. And uh, or if you have a topic for another episode of The Catholic Buzz, you can share that with us there as well. So for Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, my name is Father Daniele, and we'll see you next time on The Catholic Buzz.